please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail. And this is episode 130 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Welcome back. We're so glad you're here. Today is October 19th, 2020. We are barreling like a cannonball towards Halloween. And then before you know it, it'll be Christmas time. And we can put 2020 in our rear view mirror. Thank goodness. But before we do that, let's take care of a few other things first. Like, for example... Today's episode of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. On tap for you today, we have another fantastic guest. This individual is another in our parade of all-stars that we have invited on the show because they were generous enough to help us raise money for our Broadway Cares Virtual 5K Initiative. And as part of their generous donation, they earned the right to participate in a donor spotlight on the show we're very excited for you to hear this one. It was fun. It's going to be a little different than our typical show, but that's okay because you know what? It was up to the guests to come up with the topics and we're happy to play along and go along with it. So before we get there, I just wanted to remind you, these shows are a little different than our typical shows. If you listen to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast in the past, you know we've got a three-segment format. We kick it off with the news. The middle of the show, we do M340, which is sort of a deep dive into Disney attractions, restaurants, whatever whatever it may be. And then we wrap it up with kind of a miscellaneous section at the end where we talk about freeform kind of things or maybe do some social media outreach or things like that. But we're having a good time with these shows. We've got one more for you next week, and then it'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming. But for now, without further ado, let's get to that donor spotlight segment. I'm going to get out of here, but I'll be back at the end to sign off. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the monorail. It is now time to welcome in a very special guest. Another in our long line of generous donors and friends of the monorail. Those who stepped up when we put the call out to help us raise money to try to defeat the Dillos. Oh, wait, that wasn't it. It was raising money for <laughs> Broadway Cares <laughs> and maybe defeating the Dillos in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have to defeat the Dillos. But... This man answered the call, he jumped in, and now, as part of our gratitude, 
gratitude towards him. Gratitude. Gratitude. <laughs> but as part of our gratitude, we're welcoming in our favorite little chef. I don't know if he's a chef. Skipper Bob, oh. welcome to the podcast. I do cook. I almost uh, did a cooking side channel on top of my regular theme park channel. But yeah, hi guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> hey. hey, it's good to have you. That is an interesting fact that I didn't even know about you. But the question is, could we find a chef's hat that you would fit in? And then could I hold you on my head? I don't know if that's possible. You need a bigger head. <laughs> this got weird. You need a bigger everything for me. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just... Bigger head. Uh, bigger head. Work. Uh, I've got a big one. Yeah, but well, it's not big enough yet. All right. So, Skipper Bob, welcome to the show. People may know you if they also watch the Forever 44 Fedora Club meetings that happen monthly. You Woo! and I, you and I, <laughs> you and I both are uh, regular guests, I guess, uh, of that particular club meeting on YouTube. And that's where I would say you and I met for the first time, really. Um, at least in in earnest. I think we probably were connected on social media before, but the first time we actually had a chance to chat. You know, um, I think it was last, not this summer, last summer, 2019, we all, um, my podcast group and I, we live in Florida and the other half of us lives in Michigan, mm-hmm. decided let's, have, let's spend a few days uh, summer together somewhere in the middle, which brought us to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Ah. So we rented out a cabin out there. We stayed up there. And we didn't have Wi-Fi, so I was just scrolling around, like, bored out of my mind. I was like, all right, what, what's this podcast? Huh, Monday Morning Monorail. I wonder what they're all about. I don't, and you got, you're obviously, you're not up in Tennessee any longer, but for some reason, the alignment of the planet said, hey, here's this group. So I started listening to you. My wife started listening, and she said, I like these guys. Yeah, they're pretty good. I like them, too. It's just coincidence that we bumped into each other. And then I think through that, I started uh, chatting with Frank. I start and then he invited me on to the uh, Forever Forty Four Fedora Club, and then I think it wasn't the first episode. I think the second episode you joined in, and then that's when we start corresponding with yeah, each yeah. other. Absolutely, huh. that's so cool. <laughs> now that you say that, I feel like now I'm having a memory. So I just realized very recently that I had not changed the location of our podcast. Like I didn't do that when we first moved down here. So it may have still at that time said Knoxville, Tennessee. And that could oh. be why it was suggested to you, like, or maybe you were scrolling and saw it that way. So that's possible. But either way, I'm glad the stars aligned because what we've come to find out, Skipper Bob, is that you and I, in addition to doing podcasts, we have a lot of things in common, I feel like. And I would say it starts with the podcasting. At least that was kind of our initial connection. And so let's talk about that for a second. Tell us about your podcast oeuvre. What have you got going on in the podcasting world? Well, uh, unlike your podcast, which is uh, the basis is family. I can see all four of you sitting together and you are a group of individuals that is a family. We are also a family, but we're all born of different mothers. <laughs> the thing is, um, our two shows do have family uh, themes Except for mine is not family values. There's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of that going on. <laughs> so it, it's definitely an 18 and above crowd. But at, at the same time, we, we, we're, we're a trio of friends. We used to live together. And then once we split apart, we all went our separate ways. We decided, you know what? We really miss each other. Let's start chatting with each other. And then we would talk for hours online. And that started turning out to, you know, I work in audio. Mm-hmm. 
my friend works in graphics. My other friend works in QA with computers. We should, the three of us really should do a podcast. We are so knowledgeable on a number of things and it's mostly on uh, nerd culture, pop culture and whatever. So that's how it all started. We uh, had a sponsor for the first six months or so. Um, that fell through, and then we're like, oh, I don't know, let, can anyone stream us for free? YouTube can, sure, let's do that. And so we did that for a little bit, and then we decided it just go full force, full okay. podcast. So we've been doing that for the last five years now. Yeah, fifth year's coming up. Nice. Yeah, and it's a, it's a fun program. Um, I've talked to you in the past about how the connection I feel to that show is I used to have one that was pretty similar. Um, my first <laughs> podcast, Nerd News Cafe, was really kind of a, a podcast about the geek universe. We talked games, comics, movies, all that sort of thing. And our show also was not family friendly back in those days. Um, and that was just three guys getting together, having a good time. So Cretans Guild is definitely right up my alley in terms of things that I find entertaining. Um, again, this is a family-friendly show, or at least we try to be, so I'm not going to just out-and-out out recommend everyone go check it out. But for those 18-plus, go ahead and check it out. It's a great show with yeah. a bunch of great guys. Justin keeps us fr- family-friendly by cutting out like half the things the kids say. <laughs> we don't Excuse have that me. beep button, you know? I don't say anything bad ever. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but that is true for me. <laughs> no, it is not. Don't you lie to me. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the truth comes out. That's right. Um, yeah, so, and actually, very recently, I made a surprise appearance on the Cretans Guild podcast. And let's talk about how that came out, came about just a little bit here. So, it was oh, back... we dig up those wounds, huh? Well, you know, I, I think I've healed at this point. I think I can talk about it without crying. You go back to mid-September... And Skipper Bob, well, I guess first we should set up the fact that you've got this championship belt, a Cretans Guild championship belt, that I guess is something that has just kind of been like an open championship. How long have you been doing this uh, kind of challenge, exchanging the the title and all that sort of thing on the show? Uh, let's see. I, I would say about three years now, uh, okay. but the the concept of the championship itself was something we've always kid around and joked around and uh even when we were like in our teens we're like man it'd be really cool to have our own championship belt because we're all big pro wrestling fans and so we actually took like a weight belt and put so it looks like the biggest pieces of garbage (laughs) (laughs) with a marker we just wrote cretans guild on it it's not even spelled right (laughs) and we were holding that up like yeah we'll play video games and decide who wins this then we decided, you know, we're a little older now. We have this podcast, and we named it after ourselves. Why don't we uh, actually spend the money and get a real gold, 10 pounds of gold belt? Like, sure, let's do it. And we've been putting it on the line. Uh, there have been, I think, seven or eight individual champions over the several years. And, Justin, you happen to be one of them. Yes, I was, which kind of came out of nowhere. Skipper Bob reached out to me, I guess probably in August, and said that he was working on a Royal Rumble that involved podcasters and creators and all sorts of people um, from different, I would say, areas of interest. And when he first told me about it, I was like, here's the deal. This sounds awesome, but I am terrible at video games in my old age. And I am too competitive to get punked out like early on in a Royal Rumble kind of situation. I will be kicking myself. I'll be mad. 
so I don't know if I'm going to do this. And then he said, well, I'm just going to simulate it. You won't necessarily have to play it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, then maybe I can do this, but I'm still going to be pretty ticked off at my avatar if it gets punked out really early, <laughs> early on in the Royal Rumble. Um, because I'm a competitive guy. I want to win. If I participate, I want to try to win. So, Bob, you put together this Royal Rumble situation. You simulated the Royal Rumble live on YouTube in, in mid-September. Um, I'm thinking that that must have been, was that like the 11th or 12th? It was like somewhere around in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the 12th. Okay. And um, I actually, like, I was at a, a family gathering that night, and then I started seeing some tweets, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm missing the Royal Rumble. I've got to at least check in on it. I planned on watching it later on the replay. So I literally turned on the live feed with maybe five minutes to go in in the match, it was, it was like just about time for me to actually join the Royal Rumble. So then I proceeded. I must have given myself some major juju or something like as soon as I tuned in because my little dude started tossing guys that were like twice his size out of the ring. Somehow I won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, a lot of people were not happy with no, me. No, people, people were not proud or happy. They, they, they basically immediately wanted me stripped of the title. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as Bob explained, this was a, an open championship where people could challenge any day, any time, in any sort of way. The next thing I know, there was a, a trivia challenge I was invited to participate in on the Cretans Guild podcast. And I said a few hours beforehand, I was like, can I maybe just know like the, the topics, the categories? And Bob's like, no, you can't. <laughs> So, no way for me to prepare. Whatever. It's okay. I'm not bitter about it. It wouldn't have mattered if I had time. And it's true. Even if, even if I had known ahead of time that it was going to be a video game trivia challenge, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So, join in the show, and I was soundly defeated <laughs> uh, live on the air, and so I lost the belt. But it was a you wonderful... came in third. I came in third out of three. That's true. Oh, <laughs> top Top <man>. three. But... <laughs> It was a lovely couple of weeks with against two video game experts too. Well, well, didn't you lose a Minecraft question? I oh yeah, the question was I think what was the um, most successful the video most game? popular video most game ever sold? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Minecraft. What, is, what did you choose? I think I said something stupid like Pitfall. Are you nah, serious? It was actually Tetris <laughs> before Minecraft. It was Tetris before Minecraft. Well, great. In, I. That doesn't help you me now. Just Minecraft, right? You know how many copies of Minecraft we have in this house? A lot. I know. I should. <laughs> I should have intuited that based on the fact that we've purchased. I don't know, ten copies of. We Minecraft. have more than ten. You probably. Know that. So anyway, I, I told you. I told Skipper Bob at the time. My son's going to be mad at me that I got that one wrong. Um, I'm not mad. And I'm you were wrong. I'm mad. <laughs> 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 so so anyway, I lost his I did. line. I did. I lost the belt. But that's okay. It's all right. It just means maybe someday I'll get the chance to reclaim it. And I know while we're talking about it, you just announced that there's an opportunity coming up this coming Friday where I might have a chance to win that belt back. Today is the 19th, and on the 23rd, Friday night, we're going to hold a open challenge for You Don't Know Jack Trivia. So I have no idea what the topic is going to be. I have no idea what the question is going to be. It kind of flies out of nowhere. And we're probably going to do three rounds. And whoever gets the the best total score Mm -hmm. of the three rounds, that's probably going to be the champion. 
Oh, that sounds like fun. Well, like- we've we've been doing pretty good on Jeopardy lately. <laughs> it's so. true. It's true. I think I might want to play. I think I want to throw my name Do back it. out there and compete. See if I can get my hands back on that. It's once you get the All taste four of the of title. Are eligible. Yeah. You guys could do uh, it. I'll look stupid. I can't do that to myself. <laughs> wow, all the sour faces as soon as I said that. I, was like, <laughs> I I'm not good at trivia at all. And especially whenever I'm under pressure, I just break. I I start throwing out the most ridiculous answers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'd be really good if it were to guess it wrong. I could probably wow. be the funniest guesser. <laughs> what is it like? What is it not? Okay. Yeah. Do what is it not? <laughs> that seems. Isn't there? Have you ever played? Uh, you don't know Jack before. Mm-mm. Have you all? I haven't. No. No. Okay. I have. Uh, it, it's entertaining even to watch. You, if, even if you lose, it's entertaining because mm-hmm. they make fun of you. They make fun of the the answers and uh, the questions themselves are really fun to listen to. Yeah. Should be a good time. So everybody tune in. That's going to be fun. And hopefully, I hope that old man Frank's listening. I hope he participates because I know he was bitter. He didn't get the title. This is another shot for him. Yeah. Get out there. Is Jay going to participate? Jay, uh, I'm going to like give you the exclusive right now. Because after he won the title from you, mm-hmm. he vacated it. Mm-hmm. And I think that lack of disrespect cannot stand. So okay. I am instituting a six-month ban for Jay to compete oh, for the title. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's funny. I agree. Why would you vacate such a prestigious title? I don't get it. Mm-mm. Doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> he claims he always wants it, and then he just throws it away. He's like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your your podcast. So you've been doing this. You said you've been doing it now for five years. Yeah, and we haven't even hit a hundred episodes, so that kind of tells you our ske- uh, our our issues that it comes to scheduling. We we kind of have a hard time getting all three of us together sometimes. Yeah, you know that was the demise of Nerd News Cafe. It was. If I'm gonna, if I'm being honest, um, what we ran into was personalities got too large, egos got too big. We started. <laughs> we honestly, it got to the point where it felt like I was gonna have to call like everybody's agent to make sure that we could schedule a time to record. And then there were debates about, well, we can't talk about this topic because maybe I haven't seen that movie yet. We shouldn't talk about this because of this. I was like, guys, can we just get together and have fun? That's all I want to do. But it got to like, it it was contentious and we we honestly stopped having fun, but it it really is like, maybe this is something that people who are outside of the podcast creation world, don't really realize there's so much that goes into it when you start bringing in people who don't live under the same roof. Yeah, we can make our kids yeah. participate. You know, <laughs> we're like, did you do you want to go sit shopping? around the table and talk into these microphones and you'll get your cat back? Yeah, <laughs> but you want to play video games, but you don't want to do the podcast one or the other. Yeah. Like you have to do them both. <laughs> yeah, or to get I can't even think. You can't talk. No. I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, you fried I your broke. brain. Your your master's program's frying your brain. I did a lot of work today. I know. But but seriously, for us, like I guess I'm saying I commend you for sticking to it because that honestly was like it got too much for us and that's why we stopped doing it back in those days. But we almost we almost got to that point when we lost our sponsor and, and we're like you know what? We we have fun talking with each other, and let's just keep just keep up with that at least, and just pay for everything ourselves. That's not a problem. Plus, it's not that hard. 
for me because I I basically I do all the scheduling, I do all the the subject material, I do all the editing and all the promotion. That's why I let Jay host because mm-hmm. he's got a silver tongue and he is really good at it. So I will gladly let him do it. I'll step up whenever he's not available, but I'm more than happy to let him uh, ride that horse into the thunderstorm. I got you. So he, so I'm starting to, I, I'm getting this dynamic. Jay's the talent. You, so he's really the one. Does does he ever like have demands that like you know certain things you know you have to say certain things or do certain things? Like does he have a rider? <laughs> <laughs> no, no bowl full of blue M and M's only. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like that. Thank God. He, but there there has been a few cases where, and understandably, because he and I were both full time parents, we're full time employees, we're full time husbands, we're full time house owners, full time pet owners. Uh, schedules can just pop up and there's been times in the past where both he and i just an hour before broadcast yeah my my kids having a thing yep like what kind of thing like an emotional thing gotcha okay we're done for the night we'll try we'll try again tomorrow yep i think you're touching on something too that you've talked about a little bit uh a couple of times here the other thing is like this financial aspect of it right so people don't really know some people think that podcasters make money You, you know if you're talking about like Scott Ackerman and Comedy Bang Bang, you know, he's probably making some money doing a podcast, but a vast majority of us creators, not only are we balancing things going on at home, but we're not making money. In fact, we're paying to do this. Yeah, Justin keeps spending money on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not. Yeah, that's a slippery slope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I say, like, it's always really important that you're having fun while you do it, because what else would be the reason? Like there's no, there's no incentive other than having fun. I think for us, we've added in the fact that we've built this community around the podcast that Mm -hmm. we enjoy connecting with and, and we all, we feel some obligation because we know people look forward to the show. Um, and it's not really an obligation in a bad way. It's, it's really more like we know that people are looking forward to listening and, and then we want to talk, like interact with those people as well. Do you feel that same sort of community around the podcast that you guys are doing? To a point, uh, we did it solo on our own with very little support, uh, very little audience. And then maybe, I don't know, a year into it, year and a half, I met a buddy of mine, Miles, who also does a podcast. I actually reached out to him and I was here and he was having some technical difficulties. And everybody just loves it when someone else chimes in. It's like, you know, you could be doing this right better. You could be doing that right better. Uh, But he was cool about it. I said, you know, I could really help you with something because I like your podcast and I think it could be better. So he and I start talking and then we realized we're both pro wrestling fans. And then he had a couple other podcast friends who were pro wrestling fans. And there's like 10 shows. We all got together. We decided, let's make a network. Call it the Somebody's Network. We're pro wrestling fans, and we're like all kinds of different topics and everything. That lasted about a year mm-hmm. until the entire network just collapsed in on itself because one guy was doing all the work, <laughs> and he, uh, he, he didn't want to do it anymore. So that allowed us to build up our audience a little bit. Um, then we went back to the indies, I guess, mm-hmm. for a little while. And then I joined another podcast group, the Podfix Network, who've been spectacular. I love everything that they do. Everything they do is almost to a professional level. It's like they want questionnaires. They want uh, they want reports. They uh, I have to 
to chip in financially for promotion for all the podcasts together. And it sounds like a hassle, but it's actually a really effective way to get everybody to build everybody up. And we've seen our numbers uh, grow based behind just that support alone. So if you can join a network, that's what I always suggest for it because it's, it's uh, financial help, it's audience help, it's technical help if you should ever need it. It, it's a really valuable commodity if you should ever get your hands on one. Yeah, yeah. We've tossed around the idea of, like, creating one. Yeah, um, not me. I don't have time for that. He's going to create one. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there's certainly, I mean, you know, being in the, the Disney podcast field, it's a crowded market. There's a lot of us out there. Um, sometimes it feels like you can get lost in the weeds. I think that you can, you know, you can make as good a program as you want. You can be as unique as you can be. And then people still may never find you because how do you get your, how do you get your signal out there? How do you get your name out there? And I think networks are important. So, but I've never looked at it. I don't look at personally, I don't look at any other podcast as competition. Like I've never really considered it like that. I always feel like, cause people are going to yeah. allocate their time however they want to. And for me, like podcasting, it's not like you have to listen at a certain time or, or a certain day or anything like that. People can always go back and listen. If they like something enough, they'll, they'll continue to listen to it. So um, I, like, I like the idea of bringing good quality podcasts together and then all of us trying to raise the game for each other at the same time. So it's, I think you're, you're right. I mean, it's like it takes a village to raise a child. Same for podcasts. In my opinion, I don't. I don't want anybody else trying to raise my children. I've, oh, I'd give them up. Who wants to raise these children? <laughs> I've raised them Not in you, the most obviously. dysfunctional <laughs> way. I was supposed to possible. say that with them in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we're you know we've done such a great job. Of, obviously, a lot of obviously, obviously, we needed no uh, advice or anything throughout the years. <laughs> it's probably too late at this point. <laughs> What's done is done. <laughs> I've always told them my mom ruined my life, so I've got to do the same. Mm -hmm. That's right. Skipper Bob, one of the things that I know about you is that you are on the Cretans Guild. You're the resident theme park nerd. Is that fair to say? Yes, that is, that is absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being that our show is based upon a specific theme park, I want to talk just a little bit about that. So where does your Disney fandom lie in terms of, of theme parks? Are you a, Do you consider yourself a Disney parks fan or are you more of a universal guy or where do you stand? I am definitely a fan of all the Orlando theme parks. Uh, I don't have a SeaWorld pass. So I've been thinking about kicking that idea around. I do love the Disney parks. I remember the first time. My parents took because I'm a I'm a rare breed. I am a born, raised, and still living in Floridian. Mm. My parents took me to Epcot back in 1985, and I don't know why. I assumed that they were taking me to go visit the Disney Channel, <laughs> <laughs> and just walking around. And I was like, you know, this this is weird. But I thought you said this is Disney. I don't. Where's the yep. castle? Where's Where's Mickey Mouse? Well, they got a cool little purple dragon. He's neat. All right. And that went on for a couple of years. During my teenage rebellious years, like, Disney, I'm too Rejected, old for that yeah. nonsense. Give me Universal. Yeah. And my mom, uh, who was living up in Orlando at the time, she got a job as a uh, wardrobe and makeup stylist and a writer. 
And she ended up working on a number of productions that were actually being shot on Universal property, like uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark, Swamp Thing, the TV series, and then eventually Slime Time Live over at Nickelodeon. So that is where I had like a really healthy respect for Universal because it basically gave my mom a living. Yeah. And after some point, I was like dead set, Universal, Universal, Universal. But I opened up my heart and was like, you know what? Disney's not that bad. They're pretty good. I, I, you know, I've, no, I take that back. They're, Disney's really good. I like Disney. So, yes, Dis- I am a full-fledged Disney and Universal fan yeah. at this point in my life. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to take over for a second. Okay. Um, so one of my biggest regrets in life is I always, uh, whenever I watched Nickelodeon, would see those commercials for the Nickelodeon. It was like a Holiday Inn hotel or something in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they had yeah. like a little water park they and did. some stuff yeah. with it. Did you ever do that? I did not. That was uh, after they moved out of Universal Studios. And I was really bitter about that because I never thought they should have left to begin with. That was a call made by some producers up in New York. Like, well, let's shut this down and let's move out of Universal. Uh, we don't belong in there. No, you guys. Ugh, ugh, God, I, I'm, I'm bitter about that to this point because it also lost my mom her job. That's the other thing. Uh-huh. She got other work. But it, it, it's like a sour point with me. But I still... It wasn't Universal. It was all Nickelodeon saying, we don't want anything else to do with this place. Oh, I, I did not realize that. Yeah, I actually didn't realize. Well, it makes sense. SpongeBob is part of Universal. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize Nickelodeon was a big part of it, though. Oh, my gosh. So do you not remember back in the olden days watching Nickelodeon where they would go to the slime geyser at Universal Studios, like right in front of the... I didn't realize that it was Universal Studios. You just didn't know that's where it was? I also didn't know about theme parks very much yeah. so I, I mean again i was pretty lucky growing up i did get to go to universal studios while nickelodeon studios was there the the what i remember is when we went they weren't there wasn't anything that day in active production but we got to we got to do a tour of the nickelodeon studios building and they had the legends of the hidden temple set <gasps> built oh. that was very cool to see in person they were doing something else there at the time. I can't remember. It wasn't Nick Arcade. I feel like it was something. I don't know. But a lot of the animators, like Nickelodeon anima- animators, worked there too. So I just wanted to get slimed really yeah, bad. For sure. It was a cool place. Well, you still can. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but it's kind of gross now. <laughs> yeah. I think, obviously, I've been more of a, of a Disney fan over the years, but... I would say, if I'm being totally honest, it's mostly because I went there so much more, and I only went to Universal really once growing up. Don't have a lot of memories of it. I remember one thing that maybe is why I stayed away or wanted to stay away, which which was when I went at the time they had a Ghostbusters show. It was a special effects show. Oh. And <laughs> I was at the point where Ghostbusters I thought was interesting, but it still kind of scared me. And so I didn't really necessarily want to go see the show, but my parents wanted to go so bad. They were like, we're going to go see this Ghostbusters show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Something happened when we went into the theater where they had some sort of a technical issue. They gave the the audience a chance to leave, or you could stay while they, they were doing some like testing of some of the special effects. 
And then once they got it going again, you could stay and watch the whole show. We stayed that whole... I can't tell you how many ghosts I saw, how many... Like, it was... It would, to me, it was terrifying. I was like, can we please just leave the theater? And it wouldn't end. We were there for way too long. So I still have that in the back of my mind that <laughs> Universal was a place that scared the crap out of me. That sounds cool to see, like, if you're not a tiny child, to see, like, kind of a little bit behind the scenes while yeah. they test that stuff. A lot of that show was like a Pepper's Ghost effect, which they do in Haunted Mansion, where, you know, if you see the ballroom. So a lot of it was that kind of thing going on. So essentially, when they were doing the special effects testing... There were no actors on stage. It was just all the ghosts and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Is it? Yeah. That does sound cool. It was scary. Yes, it is. <laughs> there are people who would pay for that kind of experience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. I would like to see that. Although I never got to see that show either, which I would like to see. Yeah. You can watch it. It was it was really cheesy, but there are videos on YouTube of the, the Ghostbusters special Ghostbusters is pretty cheesy? I don't know. It's a little cheesy, but it's also yeah. it's also yeah. good. Well, no, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I like cheesy movies. Yeah, this was cheesy in a different way, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm. All right. It's a nice brie. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, uh, Skipper Bob, I know you said you had some questions like that you like to ask guests on your show. I, but before we, we can do that, before we do that, I just want to ask you some quick hitters. Some of your favorites in the Disney parks. Do you have a favorite Disney park? Uh, if I had to think about it, I would say Epcot, without a doubt. Even though I've been going to Epcot for years, and now that I'm, yeah, and even though that I'm, now I'm an adult, I love it even more because my kids want nothing to do with Epcot, and that's a perfect place for my, <laughs> me and my wife to go and just walk and eat and drink and walk and drink and drink <laughs> and drink some more. Yes. Why would the kids not have want anything to do with Epcot? Well, it excited me as a little. Kid. They don't think it's fun. Yeah. Huh. I thought it was a lot of fun when I was tiny. The funny thing about that is it's way more fun for kids now than it was back in like 85. Uh, I think Garrett yes. finds it a lot of fun because there weren't a lot of rides. So he was probably more relieved. <laughs> That's true. Well, the rides we did there, though, I really liked. Like even Test Track. No, I know. But um, when you were little, you were very I was, scared, uh, I was of, scared like, of rides. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Ho stuff. Hollywood Studios I didn't like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. Oh, that, when it opened, Hollywood Studios only had two rides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in those days, it wasn't much in terms of rides, but... What? Oh! We should play his entrance music. Dang. We can hear you. Hello? Hi. <laughs> What's happening? Hello? Hey! Hi. How many fingers am I holding? That's not a number. This is falling apart. Okay, apparently just based on the way y'all are reacting, you can hear me, but I can't hear you. Son of a bitch. And he's gone. Oh, he left. He'll probably be back in a second. Sorry, Bob. This is crazy. I go through this stuff all the time. I recorded a show last night and we went through this because we have Corey in Vegas right now. So I tried doing a conversation with him and the technical problems we were running into was just driving us insane. All right, we'll, we'll continue. Epcot's your favorite park. Do you have a favorite ride or attraction? At any park or any at park, Epcot? Any park. Any park. Uh, let me think about that. I mean, I have my genuine, we're at this place, we need to hit this ride. Uh, I was just at Magic Kingdom a few days ago, and since it's October, I had to do Haunted Mansion. Yeah. yeah. And I realized, like, the first half of that ride, the lights were turned really low. 
than normal. I wasn't sure if it was if they had changed the parameters of their lights or or what. But you know, there was some, you know the scene where you go by the clock and the shadow of the hand goes yeah. in front of it. Yeah. We could barely see it, just like ever so much, barely see it. The lights were very low for the first half. Can lights I, be tripping. Yeah, the lights were tripping. Landon, welcome to the hey, monorail. Yes, here we go, and I'm back, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. God. Wow. Oh. Right out the gate. <sighs> I'm I'm really pissed off right now, so here we go. Well, don't worry, we're only on... Oh, don't, don't do that! <laughs> <laughs> Is that Fireball? That was Fireball. Fireball! <laughs> oh, pit, we're going to sing <laughs> Pitbull Fireball. Now. Oh, let me get back to... Skipper Bob, you mentioned the lighting problem. I have a theory about this. And the theory is that since you can't do the stretching room right now, that your eyes don't have the same amount of time to adjust to the darkness. And that's why... That's silly. Is that really silly? Yes, because... I thought thought that was the reason. I uh, I took out my camera and I started recording. It's like, nope, it really is dark in here. This isn't just my eyes. Okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe it's just... I don't know. They didn't pay. Changed it. They didn't pay the light bill. At that point, by the time you get to where the hand goes over the clock, you've had enough. Time. I don't know. That's early on. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, good job trying to come up with a theory, but I don't know. With the stretching room gone, when you first go in to like when you're where you're boarding, it's like super dark at the beginning of that yeah. room. That shocks. That's a like a, that's a shock, and with the eyes. Yeah, you have to adjust pretty quickly. I guess so. We're, so we're going to Magic Kingdom tomorrow. My favorite ride in the Magic Kingdom is the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Very good. It's it's appropriate. October's a good time to give a shout-out to the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. We should give a, We should make sure that people know that uh, we did do a Haunted Mansion special a couple years ago on Halloween where we did a really deep uh, dive and discussion about the, sh- about the ride, which is that's where the famous revelation of Samantha Monorail, where she realized that that ride was not based on the Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah, yeah, laugh it up. Wow, wow, that's that's uh, some dirty pool, mister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I didn't realize. I'm also late to the Disney fandom. Yeah. And I saw the movie way before I rode the ride. Eddie Murphy should be in the ride. <laughs> Shrek! Shrek, I'm a donkey. I'm a donkey, Shrek. <laughs> he should be on the ride as Mushu. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> sure. Okay. That that that's fine too. Yeah, that would work. make just as much sense. Because yeah. <laughs> he's a donkey, Shrek. <laughs> okay, you talked about Epcot. You like to have your drinks in Epcot. Do you have a favorite Epcot drink? Uh, well, now it's a Tipsy Ducks in Love. Oh, oh my. god. God, that drink is fantastic. I got another vlogger. I saw him live streaming at Epcot. I was like, dude, go to China. Get in line for the tea drink. Get that Tipsy Ducks. Here's like, here's 13 bucks in a in a, a streaming tip, whatever. Get yourself a drink. You're going to love it. And it's like coffee and tea and chocolate syrup. And it's just heaven in a cup. It's my, that's my favorite drink, too. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I have it all the time. You wish. It is fantastic. Sam, you're the only one who is not a fan of the Tipsy Ducks in Love. Clabbered milk. <laughs> you're wrong. You don't drink it fast enough. <laughs> it's it's delicious, but uh, I think that's a good... Well, I, I think that the, the tip to this is when you first get it, don't stir it. Just dr- Because they put all the bourbon on the top. 
drink a little bit from the straw at the bottom to get, you know, get some sweetness. And then when it, you suck down a little bit, then give it a really good stir to get like everything blended and then just suck it down as fast as you can. Ugh. Shotgun that tipsy ducks in love. Like fireball. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite <laughs> drinks is whenever they have the frozen lemonade and they put fireball in that. It's really Fireball. Good. Exactly. <laughs> Are we looking for a sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, I'm just, just over here just completely firebombing, or rather fireballing the entire segment. <laughs> <laughs> you always make it a little extra spicy, Landon. That's why we love you. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Bob, we're ready. Do you have questions you want to hit us with? Well, basically what we do is we have what we call the six questions. I don't think we have time for all that. So let's go three questions. And what I have is a numerical order of questions to we usually ask our guests as icebreakers. Okay. So why don't the uh, the five of you uh, think of three numbers. We'll do one number at a time. And I'll ask you the question corresponding with that number. Oh. Anywhere between one to 40. One to 40. Okay. Oh, wow. Who wants to go first? 34. Oh, Landon. Yep. There I go. All right, 34. All right, for anybody who wants to answer, what are some of the nicknames you have for customers or coworkers? Oh. Jerks. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> that you could say on this show. <laughs> Sons of... Oh, wait. No, never mind. Guest. How about Sons the fact guns. that I call Justin J? Does that count? I think that counts. Oh wait, are we talking about this? Sure. This I thought we were talking about work. It could be. Maybe this is work. Yeah, that's I right. Hope this is work. Anybody you you meet in work, and yes, podcasting is like a half a part time job. So sure. McKenna is pumpkin, <laughs> and Garrett is Gare Bear. No, that's oh, there we go. The Gare Bear. Gare Bear has been for a long time. Gare Bear is true. You didn't have to pick bring that nickname up on this podcast. No one knew. Silence, Gare Bear. <laughs> the question is, when that is called me Neaton Nooner. That's 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 not normal. But there we go. I am a Neaton. <laughs> Settle down, McKenna. <laughs> All right. So next question, I pick number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I there pick, we go. I picked Wolf Wolf. I, I don't. I don't have a Wolf Wolf. I picked number three. Oh, three's a good number. Number three. What do we got? Uh, let's see. Oh, pick a theme park attraction that would be your personal funeral march. Oh, <laughs> what? Well, that's sad. I want my dead body to be launched in Spaceship Earth. Not <laughs> what? Well, right enough, and that might happen. What does that even mean? <laughs> you mean Space Mountain? I didn't mean Space Mountain. <laughs> I'm distracted. I just thought it would be funny if I'm like, my dead body's in the car and then it goes, okay. I want them okay. to like somehow the not question. let them anyone on the ride notice, but put my skeleton into one of the ride vehicles with Pirates of the Caribbean. So people are riding it and they see the skeletons are on. They look next to each other. And there's a skeleton sitting in the ride vehicle. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That's pretty good, Garrett. That's pretty good. I want my skeleton to That's be good on, and morbid. On, on the uh, uh, Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, like at one point there was like, Hey, look at that guy. And then lo and behold, they just dropped my corpse on somebody. <laughs> Cause guess what? The jokes on them at that point, you stupid idiots. <laughs> oh, I love you, Landon. Hey, wow. I'm having a great time. I love you too, Skipper Bomb. <laughs> Do you have an answer for this one, Sam? Oh, yeah, can you top that one? Not really. I just say, um, so are we, is, I don't remember. The question is, what ride would we want our dead body on? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Why are you guys your funeral march? It? Yeah, whatever you want to like parade your body uh, through. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> this is interesting. Um so I'll go ahead and say the Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, I just go through everybody's like actually don't want um I don't want people on the ride with me. I want them to be standing in each room watching me as I flop <laughs> along in the ride. <laughs> That'd be- the section where Dis- uh, Daisy's teaching you to again. dance would be interesting. Yeah, there you go. See? I like it. I appreciate that. Everybody conga. Samba. Samba? No, Whatever. it's conga. Yeah. Anyway. I'm thinking of samba. <sighs> oh, Garrett, man. Uh, Dad, yeah. you haven't gone. No, I haven't. I was I was basically trying to uh, yeah top that one ding dong. Yeah, I was I was trying to buy myself some time getting you all to answer that. Um, I guess I'll just go with Big Thunder Mountain because I feel like that would be <laughs> you know it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Might as well have a dead body on it. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> you turned this so weird. That was a weird one. I'm glad I picked it. I'll pick 17. No. Oh. Number 17. Oh, 17. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Number 17. Uh, oh, this this one might be tricky for some people to answer. Uh, build your own four-person team-up squad from any 80s or 90s kids show. G.I. Joe, He-Man, Mass, Transformers, oh, Power Rangers, Ninja man. Turtles, whatever you can think of. Man, I only Optimus Prime. That's it. You I need, ju- I want. Don't you, you need four? Four Optimus. He'd be Prime. dead in a minute, <laughs> especially after Prime. He Day. dies every episode. <laughs> yep. But I but I want him to be my friend. <laughs> Can we talk about Ducktales? How about that? Oh. Yeah. Woo. Sure. <laughs> oh gosh! I, I, fireball. Woo. <laughs> I want Fireball. I want Mr. T. MacGyver. <laughs> uh, okay, settle down. You, you, you're just doing like literally the 80s uh, montage. Yeah, Mr. T, MacGyver. I want uh, David Hasselhoff from Baywatch. I can't think of his name from the show right now. And then uh, lastly, in the fourth spot, I'll take... Um, I got to throw Michelangelo in there. Why? To, to tribute to the Ninja Why? Turtles. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're having a fireball break. So much. Fireball! Uh, oh, wow. Can't even hear it Anybody else want to put up uh, um, put together a squad here? I'm not old, so I can't answer this question. Oh my gosh! What about from like any of the like kids shows that you've watched? Oh, <laughs> and I'm back. Um, 
like at all. Yeah, sure. Wow, wow, wubsy, 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 wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's one. <laughs> um, I could make a team, but they wouldn't be good. Like if I was trying to use them as like a squad to like survive, like fight a horde of zombies or something. I don't think gone. that was the scenario. Just like a team that would just put together that. a team, a four-person team. Oh, just hang out with? Sure. That for Optimus Prime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. <laughs> okay. From DuckTales. <laughs> All right. Simple as that. That checks out. Here's mine. Um, Skeletor. Nice. Um, Keenan from All That when he was in the bathtub and he was speaking oh, French. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Pierre Escargot is what his name was. I there it is, yes. That was 90s. Yes. Um, also, I, would, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I would also like Pee Wee Herman. And I think <laughs> um, <laughs> Rainbow Bright. <laughs> this is a very strange That thing. is the best answer we've ever had to that question. <laughs> I mean, one. the amount of fun we would have. Skeletor would always be hitting on He-Man. Um, and you know, Pee Wee Herman, he'd be, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Wow. It would. Wow. That was neat. Uh, Just FYI, uh, Skimmy Bob, this is sober Sam. (laughs) I I act like Landon whenever I've had fireball. (laughs) Fireball. All right. I think you win that question. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. McKenna, you still can go. Yeah. Oh, no, I already... I um, opt- 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 oh, just said Optimus Prime. Just Optimus Prime. Uh, uh, Landon, did you pick? He picked Fireball. Uh-huh. Yep. I have no idea what's going on, so I'm going to say Fireball. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Fireball, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, uh, Jimmy Walker. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. Like, like I, I have a... Bottle of Johnny Blue, uh, but I am not going to use it right now because that is a special, special occasion drink for all y'all. Like, I really don't like this. Like, like can, 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 can we cut and take it from the top? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, what we can do is... Wrap things up for today. I didn't get to say a you number. You said Prime. I didn't get no, to say a number. A Skipper Bob oh. said we McKenna, were only tell do everybody three. how much they suck. Please take no, it. No, they all do take suck. You're right. You're right. Because I wanted said, to pick a number, but you talked over me. Exactly. In your face, okay. Mama Monorail. No, no, I don't want to anymore. Pick um, a number. No. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. McKenna yeah. Monorail coming in here do like it. a flamethrower just... Just do it. Burning no, everything down. Bingo bongo bob over <laughs> over here. Like, Stop wow. It. Okay. Super duper. Remember really how neat. earlier we talked about how podcasts are supposed to be fun? And once you start having no, <laughs> no fun, then you cancel the podcast. So this, you know, this might be the last one. Yep. We're canceling. We yes. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I thought we were having fun. McKenna's pouting. No, we're good. I'm just, I'm teasing. I've ended another podcast. No, 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 no. All right. Well, it has been a good time. And Skipper Bob, it's awesome to have you on the show. And I hope people do check out the Cretans Guild. We'll just say parental guidance is suggested for the, for the Cretans Guild podcast. All the F words. 
Okay. <laughs> like fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. Friend power. Those are F words. <laughs> Flunky. Flunky, I guess, is a that's an F word. Oh, we get flunky. <laughs> well, let's tell people where they can find it, Skipper Bob. Where can they find your show? You can find us at Cretans Guild on Twitter, Cretans Guild at Instagram, and you can also find me at Eight Second Delay. Uh, that is where I will make videos on both Twitter and YouTube. And I'll walk around the state of Florida, and I just show the slice of life what you can find in this great state of ours. Yay! Fantastic. Yeah, we didn't mention you've got the YouTube channel going as well, so I apologize for not bringing that up sooner. But yes, go check out this Skipper Bob YouTube. I have a final question before we let you go, Skipper Bob, and that is, where did your nickname come from? You know, in high school, on the football team, they called me Bernola Bob. Because one day I just went to a 7-Eleven and I don't know why I grabbed a box of cereal, got to the locker room and I just started eating right out of the box. And I looked, I was like, what is this I'm eating? Granola. What the heck is that? And somebody saw me eating that. And they just started calling me Bernola Bob. I'm like, oh, you know, my dad was called Hyper Haynes, So why not? Sure. And that went that stick stuck around for quite a while. I decided at some point during my YouTube career, I needed to come up like some kind of branding, some kind of persona and i really love the disney sea the society of explorators and adventurers uh big fan of the adventurers club and i decided yeah just go with skipper bob because that's real easy real easy to learn uh kungaloosh i love everything that revolves around disney sea that's why i'm looking really forward for the skip uh the jungle cruise movie coming up i really hope they start diving into that universe oh that would be a really cool entry point but I had always, you know, until we got to talking, I had always associated it with Jungle Cruise. But I like the fact it's still a Disney connection. So it's it's very, very good. I like that a lot. So, yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun having you, Skipper Bob. Thanks so much, not only for showing up and recording with us today, but also for helping us to raise money for Broadway Cares and for being a, such a cool guy. Yeah, thank you. Glad I could help. Yeah. Glad I could be here. Thanks for the invite. I'd love to. Like, you guys need to be on my show. Again, um, again with the the filter <laughs> that's heavily required when you're on my show. But eh, yeah, nah. we, we could do it. We could do it. And and you know what? These kids, they've heard it all. So at this point, they'd be fine. I mean, have you they met have the their internet. dad? Yeah, exactly. Have yeah, it's me. It's their dad. It's me. Let's be honest. All it's, right, yeah, definitely. it's the dog. It's the dog. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. We're going to wrap up today's show. Stick with us. Well... Each one of these shows has been unique and different and interesting, and this one did not disappoint. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening along with us. Skipper Bob's awesome. Make sure you're following 8 Second Delay on Twitter. Also, the Cretans Guild. Check out the Cretans Guild podcast on all of your favorite 
podcast providers. They're on YouTube. Skipper Bob's on YouTube. Look for Skipper Bob Breakdowns all over the place. Check him out. He's good people. The Cretans Guild are good people. And uh, I'm looking forward to a shot at that title this coming Friday. You don't know Jack? I know a few things. But really, I don't know Jack, to be honest. Well, I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you're enjoying our Donor Spotlight series. We're having a great time with it. And we got one more coming up next week. Um, I'm not going to spoil who it is. You're just going to have to come back and find out. But um, I'm going to give you this clue. Picture it. That's the clue. That's all I'm going to say. So (laughs) make sure you come back for episode 131. In terms of plugs, Landon the Dawes Done is on Twitter at L-A-N-D-O-Z. He also runs a website, buttmuchchips.com, where you can find a lot of awesome Landon the Dawes Done audio goodness. He's got Near Fall Radio, a podcast all about the sweet science of professional wrestling. And you can hear him on The Phil Show Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., News Talk 98.7. That's Newstalk987.com to stream through the air. We, of course, are Monday Morning Monorail. We're at Morning Monorail on Twitter. Monday Morning Monorail everywhere else. Make sure that you join our Monday Morning Monorail family on Facebook and interact with us throughout the week. And join us Tuesday nights for our live show. Yes, on the Dillo's Diz YouTube, it's Sam and Justin from the Monday Morning Monorail podcast joining together with Jen and Frank from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. Every Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, we go live, we interact with you, we have a great time, and we hope we see you there each and every Tuesday night. Whether we see you Tuesday or whether it's next Monday morning. I can't wait to be back together with you all again, my friends. Until then, I hope you have a magical week. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.